0: Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. We back in business. I'm back here with my co-host, Water. Co-host extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. There's no better co-host than this right here. This right here is the best co-host this side of the Mississippi. There's no better co-host in your life than water. You need it. You better value this. It's everything. You hear? It's everything. Water is everything you'll ever need. It's all the man, the woman, the non-binary you'll ever need. Whatever your political affiliation, you need that water. Republican, Democrat, Independent, you need that water. Male, female, non binary, trans, hetero, gay, whatever, you need this. Whatever it is, whatever religion you got going Christianity, Buddhist, Islam, Jehovah's Witness. You need the water. Everybody needs it, man. That's the universal truth of everything we got going here. You need that water in your life. Stop acting like you don't need it. Stop acting like it's just an afterthought. It should be your everything. It should be your everything. Respect it, hold it, cherish it, and drink a lot of it. Don't just be having one 16-ounce bottle of water and calling it a day, man. I'm watching your ass. Hmm. I love it man I'm addicted even the atheists even if you don't have a religion even if you don't believe in God you better believe in this right here you better believe in this right here because without this you're done you're done son you're out of here you're donezo get up out of here if you ain't drinking that water we back man I got my patron saints with me man Candy Bear Jay Thomas Geraldine Savvy G Sherry Tucker Crystal Carradine, you know what I'm saying? Rainbow, Brian Dilmar, Michael Hamilton, 2 Jesse, Shereen Youngblood, Tanisha Turner, Passionate for God, Elias Falcon. First of all, Elias Falcon. Elias Falcon? How dope is that? Is that your real name? Elias is new here to the Patreon, man. Is Elias Falcon your your on your driver's license right now? Is that the name? Happy early birthday, Michael Hamilton. Cafe Ole J, what's up, Slarita? What's what's cracking? Where's Elias at? Sabrina Sith is in this thing. Shoe Game Shan is up in here, man. We in it. We in the building don't forget to check out daddy issues if you're watching this on Wednesday daddy issues drops tomorrow we did a we did a cramp simulation us fellas we did a a cramp sim, simulation to to kind of get an idea of what women go through on a monthly basis with their cramps we did that we hooked up the joint and we took the we took the the pain the sensations so you got to see the episode to see how everything played out It was, it was, it was a grand old time on daddy issues make sure you pull up for that. Uh, what's up destiny? Um, so shout out to my patron saints. Uh, I'm about to cut you off in the uh, Instagram pretty soon here because you're not the patron saint. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not saying you're not special. I'm just saying that, you know, this, this live interaction right here. Elias Falcon, that's the name at birth. Such a dope name, man. Such a dope name. Anyway. Um, Niambi asks, what, what are my thoughts on the Roots Picnic, the Fuji's reunion, Eve, the importance of live music? So if you're not aware, the Roots Picnic is going down, was going down in Philly. You know what I'm saying? It looked like the place to be. It looked like it was going down. I saw Usher in that thing. I saw, you know what I'm saying, Lil Uzi Vert was in that thing. The Roots picnic was it looked like it was just fire. And they had a Fuji's reunion at the Roots picnic. Now, we all we all wanted the Fuji's to stay together. We did. And to my surprise, to no, that's not from the IG, Sabrina. That's from the Patron Saints uh to my surprise prize was there i thought i thought he was in jail i thought he had just got brought up on charges i didn't know the the trial was going on i thought he was found guilty or something i didn't know what was going on so i was like prize is there shit okay Prize, prize is free I didn't know. I don't know his legal situation, but I just know it's real for prize, and I hate that for him. I hate that for him. But it's just like, but Lauren Hill was there. Lauren Hill had a wild hairdo. It was like a, it was like a froed out, boxy top hat. It was like she had a top hat, but it was made of her hair, and it was a fro. But it was a top hat. But it was all hair. I was like, yo, how? How do you achieve this organic? Top hat. It was all fro and top. I was just like, oh, snap. Okay. But now I want the Fuji's reunion. Now I want an album. I know it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. We all. We all know it ain't going to happen. So, you know, a Fuji's reunion, it's just a pipe dream. That was just a one-off. And then if they do have a reunion, let's say they go on a reunion tour. Wyclef is gonna be on time. is gonna be in court. Lauren Hill gonna be late. That's one thing you can, you can bet your house on. Even if you ain't got a house, you can bet your left knee. Yclef is gonna be on time. is gonna be in court. Lauren Hill gonna show up the next day. So so essentially, if you show up on time, you're gonna get a, a Wyclef show, basically. But of course, we want to see the Fuji's. Fuji's The Score is one of the best hip hop albums of all time, in my opinion. It's a five-miker, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Fuji's The Score is a classic, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill is a classic, and I feel like Wyclef's The Carnival is a classic. Three classics from the same group. Come on. Not too many people can boast that. With the same group got three classics? Three? Three classics from the same group. Not many people can claim that. Not even NWA. Ice Cube got a classic. Dr. Dre got a classic. But does Eazy-E have a classic? I don't know if Eazy-E got a classic. Oh, let's take it to Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang, they got classics. But there's more members, though. Raekwon got a classic. Ghostface got a classic. The Jizzle got a classic. So they got about three classics on the solo tip. Wu-Tang. In my opinion, Ghostface has two classics. So, in my opinion, two Ghostface classics, the Raekwon classic, and the jizz are classics. So we got four classics on the solo tip. On the solo tip. I'm not counting the group. I'm not counting the group. Well, I got to count the group because I did. Okay. Okay, here we go. I forgot I got to count the group, the group class. So NWA got a classic. Ice Cube got a classic. Dr. Dre got a classic. Arguably, Dr. Dre got two classics. Arguably. And then, if you count Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang End of the 36 is a classic. Is Wu-Tang Forever a classic? I feel like it's too much fat on the bone for it to get the classic. This is this is me, but End of the, End of the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers is a classic. So we got possibly five classics. And if you want to throw Old Dirty's first album in there in the classic category, you know what I'm saying, you can. I'm trying to think of, oh, a Tribe Called Quest. A Tribe Called Quest got, in my opinion, a Tribe Called Quest got three classics their first album, their second album, their third. And I really like Q Tips, the Renaissance album. Outcast. Outcast got Southern Playlistic, is a classic. AT Aliens is a classic. Equimini is a classic. Speaker box and love below. Stank on you. I'm giving. I'm giving three classics. I speaker box and love below. That's a classic. Stank on you, man. I'll be skipping. I'll be skipping and dipping. I can't give classics to the stink on you. Mob Deep, the Infamous is a classic. Murder Music is a classic. They got two classics. De La Soul. In my opinion, three feet high and rising is a classic. In my opinion, the grind date is a classic. About two classics. Anyway, but I don't, I don't wanna I don't wanna, you know, make the whole episode about, you know, this, that, and third. But back to the back to the roots picnic. Nah, hold on. Speaking of the roots, though, the roots, in my opinion, have multiple classics. Do you want more? Things fall apart. Illiadelph Half-Life. Uh And there's another one that I feel like is a classic. It's um. Why can't I think of the name of the album? It's a long title. Hold on. I don't know why I'm blanking on this because it's a fire album that people don't talk about enough. Give me the discography, man. Cue it up. Of course, um, How I Got Over, classics. And while I'm tripping, I like Undone a lot, too. Undone is fire. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Eve performed at the Roots picnic. Eve was there. It's good to see EVE performing again, man all right uh i'm cutting off the uh ig live if you want to if you want to get in on this join my patreon click the link in my bio hit that first tab when you click the link in my bio hit that first tab join my patreon man we got live podcasts daddy issues and verbal cardio we got movie nights we got music nights we got videos dropping early we get we get tickets dropping early we get merch dropping early so join up i'm out um So Eve was performing again. I was like, yo, man, it's good to see Eve again. I feel like Eve is underrated. I feel like Eve is underrated. And yes, Common has multiple classics for me. Resurrection, like Water for Chocolate, B, Classics, all three of them. And shit, The Dream of the Believer is a classic to me. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Nas got multiple classics. Illmatic. It was written. Stillmatic. Life is good. Classics. Jay-Z. Reasonable Doubt. The Black Album. The Blueprint. Come on. Come on. Sade. Diamond Life. Stronger Than Pride. Love the Deluxe. Come on, now. Kanye West. The college dropout, late registration, graduation. My dark twisted. That's a classic.
1: Not gonna throw 808s in there? Nah.
0: I'll be uh, it's got some fire gems, but I'll be skipping. I'll be skip, Bayless. I like I can't I can't put that in and let it play.
1: Hmm. I guess I would put it in there because it's extremely influential. Influential. Oh, we're talking
0: influence. That's a different conversation. Gotcha but like a classic to me it's gotta be that airplay how long I sit with it do I go back to it all the albums I claim that are the classic in here I'll be going back tough I still listen to Illmatic like it came out last year I was listening to it last night in fact because I just randomly watched Time is Illmatic yet again um the importance of live music is what you ask, Niambi. I feel that live music is vastly important the same way I look at live stand-up comedy. There's no substitution for live entertainment. And that, that goes for music as well. First of all, the importance of it is that's how the artist can really make money. That's how they can really generate some real money. Like, they're not, they're not dependent on the record label, you know, dishing out their royalties. They're not dependent on streams. That live performance money, that tour money is the real bread and butter of, you know, these music artists. So it's very important. And, you know, you need something to do. You need something to do. You can't just call it a night and just be at home streaming all day. You got to go out. You got to take your girl out. You got to take your guy out. You got to go out and live life and experience things live as they happen and like get the whole vibe and the whole thing. So stuff like that is something that you will hold on to. It's a memory now. You know, even though we got all these streaming platforms and we doing all of this, we can't just be sitting in the house all day, all day, all month. So, you know, a live show, that's a great night out. That's something your girl gonna remember. That's something you gonna remember. Yo, remember when we went to that live show? This, this, that, and the third? So I feel like, you know, yeah, you can go out alone and experience like, you know, the music live and see how people perform, how they move, and like that interaction with the crowd, the energy. You can't, you can't replicate that at the crib. So live music is very important. Big important now, yeah. Uh, Lana Holly asks would you rather buy 10 things you don't need every time you go shopping or always forget one thing that you need when you go to the store damn let me tell you why this question is tricky I'm losing a lot of money by doing the 10 things. Like every time I go to the store. I'm buying 10 things I didn't need. That's mad money man. You know what I'm saying. That's that's costing me. Dozens. And, and possibly triple digit numbers. Depending on what the items are. But if I forget every time. I'm forgetting every time. That's tough too. Because now I'm not getting what I truly needed and wanted. So I'm going to go with the, I'm going to just take the loss and go with the 10 things I don't need simply because the item that I really needed, I still need that. And I don't want to be forgetting that every time. Like if I go to the store and I need Tylenol or aspirin or cleaning product, I don't want to lose the ability to get that because, you know, I chose the So, yeah, there's that. My ear is loud as hell today. Um, LBC Rondo. This is an inside baseball question. He says, What are your favorite venues to perform in? What qualities make a room special? Do you have a dream venue that you aspire to perform at? Um, of course, the dream venue is to be able to sell out. Madison Square Garden because it sounds amazing. Yo, I sold out the garden like that's That's every entertainer's goal. Yo, I sold out the garden. It just sounds great. I sold out Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden just has some heft on it. It sounds like you really did some things on that Madison Square like, yo, I sold out Madison Square Garden. So that's that's something to aspire to, right? Uh my favorite venues to perform in. Here's here's why I like particular venues. It really depends on the amenities are important. Does the venue have good AC? Am I hot in there? Is the green room spacious? Do we got room in the green room? Do I feel like I have space to breathe and have my stuff in there? Um, Is the crowd energy right usually for the most part? Um, So I'll tell you some of my favorite venues. Um, One of my favorite places to perform in is the Comedy Store in La Jolla energy-wise. I love the room. The AC is usually working. It's cool in there. I love the black, uh, you know, it's painted black, so it's just like a black setup. The audience is fire on the energy front. I like the stage. I feel close to the audience when I perform there. So these are the things I really connect with. The green room needs work because it's, it's super small, and it's like too close. It's too close to everything, so I got to ding the La Jolla Comedy Club the comedy store because the green room is too close to the action and it's too small. Um, I really like flappers comedy club a lot because the green room is kind of out of the way. The food is great. Uh, Jeff, the server be holding us down every time, you know, Um, I know the owner, so I care about them and I know they care about me. The energy in the main room is, is usually fire. I'm comfortable on that stage. The location is dope. So Flappers is up there. The green room is cool. The green room is cool. It's all right. did. Um, The Raleigh Improv has an amazing green room. It's spacious. We got room to breathe. I love the green room in Raleigh. In Raleigh, it's a huge room. The turnout was great. The energy was good. Um, But I don't have a favorite venue. Caroline's Caroline's on Broadway. The energy is amazing. The energy is just ridiculously dope. The setup of the actual room itself was kind of weird. Visually, like aesthetically, it's kind of a weird setup. And the green room is incredibly too small. That green room is a is a is a bathroom. And when I'm talking about a bathroom, I'm talking about the bathroom that just has the toilet and nothing else. That green room is tiny, but it's New York. Everything's small in New York because it's 80 million people in the city. But the energy at Caroline's was amazing, incredible. Um, So I don't know, man. I got to really think about that one, man. I don't know if the audience is up for me talking about different venues for 30, 30, 40 minutes. Um, Let me check these topics again. Uh, So now somebody is asking for a Spider-Man ranking. Okay. Let's get into it. Spider-Man ranking, huh? Okay, so let me write this down. Let me write it down. Okay. So we got Spider-Man, right? We talking the Spider-Man canon. Okay. Let me start a new note, a new folder, a new note or whatever up in here. Here we go. Spider-Man rankings. Spider-Man ranking, huh? Okay, let's put all the films out there. We got Spider-Man from uh, 2001. We got Spider-Man 2. We got Spider-Man 3. We got the amazing Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man 2. We had Spider-Man Homecoming. We got Spider-Man Far From Home. Far From Home. We got Spider-Man No Way Home. We got Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We got Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Okay? For good measure, for good measure, we got Venom. We got Venom 2. And we got Morbius. For good measure. For good measure. All right? So now... So we're not counting venom. Okay, so no venom. All right, no venom. We taking venom. We taking venom and, and Morbius off the table. Correct. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. We taking we taking those off the table. All right. I'm gonna start from the bottom and work my way up. Start from the bottom and work my way up. Here we go. Um. so last is the amazing Spider-Man 2 I'm putting that at the bottom that's that's last throwing that at the bottom of the pile just because they was trying to do too much it was too much going on um I do like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, but it was it was just too much going on. They was trying to do too much. It was, you know, they was trying to throw too much at it, and it just nothing nothing really worked. Nothing worked except Gwen and Peter. That was it. You know, Jamie Foxx, Why they why they make Jamie Foxx that disheveled of a man? The glasses the the glasses was on crooked. The glasses was on crooked. That was just silly. I get it, man. You're socially awkward. You're, you're, you're a nerd and all this, this, this that, and the third. But, but come on, man. This is over the top. Let me pause this ranking real quick because I do have to talk to y'all about something in this episode. Um, we got to talk about Green Chef, baby. We got to talk about Green Chef. Because when I'm up here talking, I get hungry. And when I'm done with all the podcasts and I'm doing daddy issues and verbal cardio, I'm doing movie reviews. I'm running my mouth. I'm getting dry. I'm drinking water. Then I'll be like, yo, I need some real food. And Green Chef is right there for your boy. Green Chef, man. I I ordered them one time and uh, I got like a tofu, a tofu meal. Uh, with the cauliflower and stuff like that. It was a good time. I was like, yo, Green Chef coming through with the options. Cause you know, I will be needing the options, man. What is Green Chef? You say Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well, easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. That's what I like about Green Chef. They got, they got variety. They got the variety. You know? Whatever, whatever you're into, whatever you're doing that particular month or that particular week, they got you. They're gonna hold you down. You know, they got the vegetarian options, they got the vegan options, they got whatever you're into, they're there for you. That's what I like. I need, I need that type of, of variety when it comes to what I'm eating. You know what I'm saying? So now you can choose up to 50 plus weekly menus and market items with the option to mix and match meals in the same box without changing your plan. Get everything you need at Green Market, uh, our one-stop shop for quick breakfasts, uh, brunch kits, wholesome lunches, and more. And you can easily add on to your weekly order. Uh, Craving more servings like I do? I'd be, be craving the servings. If you're craving more servings of your favorite recipe, now you can double the portions in your weekly order with just one click. So if you're greedy like myself, or you got like a, you got like a bigger appetite, you can, you can up the wattage on that. They're offering more customization than ever before, in addition to swapping protein in any meal that features chicken, beef, or salmon for USDA-certified organic ground beef, USDA-certified organic chicken, and wild-caught. Sockeye salmon. Now you can also add chicken or fish to select vegan and veggie uh, recipes each week for an added protein boost. Eat well at lunchtime, too, with our 10-minute lunches. Each week's menu includes two convenient low-prep and nutritious lunch recipes ready in just 10 minutes. Now, no cooking required. Uh, perfect for when you're on the go or press for time at the office. Now, if you press for time out here, you ain't got no excuse. You ain't got no excuse. Cause it's ready in 10 minutes, man. What excuse you got? What excuse do you have? You know what I'm saying? Get in on it. Um, and I love how they got options for every lifestyle, man. You know what I'm saying? The Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. As the only keto meal kit, Green Chef makes uh, sticking to a carb-conscious lifestyle easy. Uh, Fill your best with nutritional-approved recipes, including meals under 700 calories, high-protein meals with at least 50 grams of protein per serving, and flavorful Plant-rich vegan and vegetarian meals featuring certified organic produce, good for your uh, grains and plant-based proteins. So you can feel your best for the summer season with balanced, crave-worthy meals that support your healthy lifestyle and taste great too. Uh, Bring more flavor to your table this summer with Green Chef's delicious nutrition Uh, nutritionist-approved recipes featuring certified organic fruits and vegetables and unique farm-fresh ingredients like tart cherries, truffle zest, and rainbow carrots. Make more time for your summer goals with our convenient step-by-step recipes ready in less than 30 minutes plus. Um, Cut down on meal prep with the pre-proportioned and prepped ingredients including uh, pre-measured sauces, spices, and dressings. I man, you ain't, I mean, they doing it all for you. They doing it all for you. So whatever excuse you can drum up, they got you covered. Time, you want the pre-portion, you want everything, we got you. Whatever you looking for, man. That's what I like about them, man. You know, we get busy. And sometimes we can stress ourselves out by knowing we got to cook still. You ever just get stressed out because you know you still got to cook? You done did all your running around. You done did your work. You done ran your errands. You done help the kids now. Now you're like, man, I still got to cook. And you be stressed out. And sometimes you, you, know, you might not even be able to do it. So this cuts down on that tremendously. And you got great options. And you won't be feeling guilty after you have all this because you got all these healthy options, whatever you're trying to do. I want to cut the calories. I want to cut the carbs. Green Chef is right here for you. Um, so go to greenshef.com slash verbal 60 and use the code verbal 60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenshef.com slash verbal 60. Use the code verbal 60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's the number one meal kit for eating well. If you want to eat well, man, they got you, man. They out here, man. So, so pull up, man. Pull up on that green shelf, man. Get in on it, man. Get in on it, ASAP. You know what I'm talking about? ASAP Rocket. All right. Now, back to the Spider Man ranking. This is this is this is tough. All right. So Spider Man 3 is up next. Going from the bottom up. We're going from the bottom to the top. Spider Man 3 is down there. Spider Man 3, half of it is good. The other half is trash. The other half is trash. They screwed Venom over. They screwed up Venom. They dropped the ball on Venom. No disrespect to Topher Grace, but he shouldn't have been cast as Eddie Brock. He shouldn't have been cast. Him as Eddie Brock just didn't fit. Didn't fit at all. He's a a dope actor. I love him on that 70s show but he was not the right fit for Venom. I grew up, man, Venom, Eddie Brock is a big meathead dude. Like when you look at Eddie Brock, he's a big brolic meathead dude. You know what I'm saying? So they could have got a thick neck, big headed actor. I mean, Topher Gray's got a nice size dome piece, but it was just like, nah, man. Like the whole Sandman thing, and then they trying to switch the narrative and be like, yo, Sandman, the one that killed Uncle Ben. Where you getting this from? Who told y'all to who told y'all to change the narrative? Yo, Sandman really killed your pops. I mean, your uncle. No, he didn't. Stop. But I like Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. That was good casting. And low key, Thomas Hayden Church would have made a good Eddie Brock. He would have made a good Eddie Brock as well. You know they could have did that, but but Peter Parker being this bad Peter version, that shit was corny, man. Corny. When he was out there dancing in the street, man who who did this? It was like a totally different movie within that same movie. But the first, but the but the first half was good. The fights he had with Sandman and the fight Peter had with, uh, Harry Osborn. Those were dope, but other than that, man, nah. Spider Man Three, you know, man, you you let everybody down. Okay, now now it's getting thick. Now it's getting thick. All right. So, who's next up? I'm gonna have to go with the Amazing Spider Man up next. The Amazing Spider Man One. The Amazing Spider-Man. That's next up. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man was solid though. Like, you know, I like that the lizard was in it. Um, I like I like uh Emma Stone as Gwen. And I like Andrew Garfield as Peter. I do like him as Peter. I like matter of fact, I like all the Peters. But I like I like Andrew Garfield as Peter, especially when he was in costume. Matter of fact, Andrew Garfield is my favorite Peter Parker. Winning costume because he nailed the sense of humor of Spider-Man. Tom Holland has that humor as well, but he's still kind of like, whoa, whoa. Like, oh, oh, this is really happening. It's like, he's not as, he's not as jokey as Andrew Garfield was. Like, you know, Tom Holland just has a young feel, which is great for Spider-Man because Spider-Man is young, but he's not, his jokes ain't really hidden like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, even though I love Tom Holland and Spider-Man, but I feel like in the costume, in the costume, Andrew Garfield reigns supreme. But the movie itself, um, it was cool. It, 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 was, it was solid, but I feel like, it felt just like like a rehash in a sense. Like we had to we had to do the whole origin story again when we really didn't need it. So we had to we had to go through all that again when we already knew how he became Spider Man and what happened and this just that and the third. So I just feel like man, we doing this again, huh? All right, cool. So Amazing Spider Man is ranked number. Wait, how many is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. So amazing, Spider Man! I got it number eight. All right. Now I gotta put Spider Man at number seven. I gotta put Spider Man at number seven. The Spider Man two thousand one two joint, the first one with Tobey. Uh, gotta throw that at number seven given that uh, it was strong, it was fire. I feel like Spider-Man kicked superhero movies into the stratosphere. I haven't ranked this low because, um, for one thing, for one thing, I didn't like the Green Goblin's mask. I didn't like how it was forever in the perpetual state of this the whole time. Even when he's talking, he's just like, Spider-Man, huh? Yeah, ah, ah. I didn't like that. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. Um, and, you know, time time has chipped away at that initial Spider-Man. Time has chipped away at it. Uh, at the time, it was everything we could have ever hoped for. But now, you know what I'm saying, with advancements and, and special effects and, like, you know, this, this, that, and the third – Now, Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn, fire, pitch perfect. He was great. He was spectacular. But it's like going back and watching it, it don't hit quite the same. But Willem Dafoe is fantastic. I like Tobey Maguire, but Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man is a little bit of a sad sack. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he could have been a little bit more loose and fun when he's in costume. Now, Toby, he had the wide eyed innocence and all of that, but. And Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane? I don't know. I don't know, but. Yeah, so I'm putting Spider Man down there. All right. Now. Next up, we got. I'm doing Spider Man. Far from home. Far from home is next. Spider Man Far from Home. I got ranked at number six. Um, Spider Man Far from Home was was good. It was good. It was good. But you know, in ranking these, you know, I got to put them. I got to put them where they be. Um. The Mysterio thing, even though I really liked um, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio and it was some really dope visuals in this movie, it was just kind of like, Mysterio is never one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. Like he out here with the hallucinations and the, and you know what I'm saying? It was just like, that's, the, that's what you bring into the table as a Spider-Man villain? Just, you know, fake shit? I don't know, man. It just it just didn't really feel like a real threat. Um And then we were overseas. It was something something was just missing on that on that tip. Um but it was a dope dope ending, some dope visuals though, within that. Like when when Spider-Man was really tripping out on the hallucinations, that was dope. But it was just something like, all right, this is cool, but there was something missing there. Um but it was still a good time. But I gotta rank that. Number six. Now we in the top five, y'all. Yeah. Now we getting to the nitty gritty. We in the top five. I gotta go with Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming is number five. I like Spider-Man Homecoming. It's probably the Spider-Man, out of the new Spider-Man movies, it's probably the one I've seen the most because I kept watching it on the cruise ship I was on. Um, I really liked... Tom Holland and Spider-Man. I really like I really like this kid. I like how current Spider-Man Homecoming feels. It feels like like even even Peter and his friends it feels more current. The diversity, the vibe, the the youth. I feel like these are just kids and I, I appreciate that. Um Michael Keaton as the Vulture was a great villain. He I put him above Mysterio as a villain. Like, uh, you know, it was just something about Michael Keaton. You kind of felt where he was coming from. Um, and then at the same time he was willing to do whatever it takes, you know, cause the villain, they, there's that, there's that line that they cross. But at the same time you was just like, all right. And that scene in the car where Michael Keaton and Tom Holland, Peter and, you know, the vulture are figuring each other out. Like, yo, you the vulture and like, yo, you, you, you Spider-Man? It was just like, that scene right there was fire. That's one of the best scenes of Spider-Man, any of the movies, man. That, cat, that little car ride, fire. Um, and I love Michael Keaton, so I'm going to go homecoming at number five. All right? Number four. I got to go Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse is number four. Uh, It was just a great introduction to Miles Morales. All these great characters. The visuals were great. It was just something new, something fresh, something dope. Um, Had a great time with it. It it, it stood out. It was just something new. Like, I was skeptical going in. I was like, I don't know if they're going to pull it off, but they pulled it off. The only thing is I didn't have a lot of I didn't have a lot of weight on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? There wasn't a lot of, you know, I didn't feel the gravity of this Spider-Man. Even though it was great, it was fun. It was dope. It was fresh. I didn't feel the the stakes weren't, weren't high enough. The villain wasn't like impactful enough. It was just like, all right. Okay, we having a good time. It's a great story, but then it was just like something was missing on the uh, on the villain tip. You know what I mean? I need that. I need that villain angle. I need that. I need that good villain angle for me to flourish in this. So, as great as it was, it, w- it was still just like I didn't have the adrenaline pump like some of the other Spider mans gave me, right? So now number three. I'm going to go with Spider-Man 2, number three. I'm putting it above Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, and here's why. Dr. Octopus. Dr. Octopus is a villain I can feel, man. I need that good villain. I need that good beef. I need those good fights. The fights he had with Doc Ock were fire. And this Spider-Man still holds up. Like, it's dope. It's like, you know, the stakes were high. There was no intro necessary. Like we already know who Peter was and what he was about. There was no intro necessary. Let's get right to it. And Doc Ock was a compelling villain. He was dope. He was fire. And I was just like, yeah, man. Like, you know, you see his transition and why he became what he became. And I was just like, yeah. Cause it, it it hit me harder than, uh, the green goblin, you know, Norman Osborn is just crazy. Essentially, he's just, he's a nut, man. He's got, but with with uh, Doc Ock, though, it was just like, man, you saw why he became what he became and what, what the machine itself was doing to him. The chip, it was just like, yeah. And the fights were fire. So it was just like, yeah, Spider-Man 2 is fire. And Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 is my favorite Spider-Man for a long time. And even though number two is going to be Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, I'm still not 100% that I put it over Spider-Man 2. But in this case, I'm like, yo, because Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, it did what the first one didn't do for me. It added some gravity that I needed. Some like, oh, we got some real stakes now. We got, oh, we, oh, oh, okay. So now, what Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse ended up becoming, and I don't want to spoil anything. The stakes were really raised, and it was just like, "Yo, I never thought about that." So it had me really thinking, like, "Yo, but but if he does this, then then that, and then, but I thought he already did that, but then he still has to." So what the movie became, it became more so more than just all right, Spider-Man just trying to take out a villain now it's like, yo, we racing against, we racing against this now. It's kind of like, it kind of put me on the, on the verge of comparing it to back to the future. It was like, yo, it's a race against a reality that you may, um, that you may want to intervene in, but at the same time you don't. So you got to make a decision. So the decision that he has to make in this one is just like, damn, what, what do you do? I know what I'm gonna do. And the, and the, the circumstance that they put Miles Morales in, this is an impossible situation. It's just like, yo, uh, how can y'all expect me to do this? So that right there, that's that's the gravity I didn't have in the first go-round that I have in this one. So Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is number two. And number one, man, No Way Home. I got No Way Home is still at the top, man. I got to go with No Way Home. The villains coming back into the Spider-Man realm from, from different Earths, that shit worked so well. It was fire. It was just like Doc Ock coming back, Doc Ock was great when he came back. Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin was fantastic. The stakes were high. We didn't know what was going to happen. All the Spider-Man coming back, the emotional weight of it. It was like, "Yo, man, we missed these guys." Man, it, it was just it was fantastic to see all of this going on. And it and it worked so well. It was just like, "Yo, I really like man and it made you miss Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. He was just like, man, you know what I'm saying? In, in those little beats, those little dramatic beats. And then the fights and then the stakes. We had stakes, fights, villains. Jamie Foxx no longer had the crooked glasses. It was it was just it was firing on all cylinders, man. I was just like, yo, this this is dope, you know. And so I got to still give the top tier to Spider-Man No Way Home. It it was just firing on all cylinders for me. So that's how I rank them. Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man Across the Universe. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man Into the Uh, Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. There we go. We got through it. Let's get to some this or that's. Um, real quick. This or that. Uh T Rose asks cookies versus brownies. Cookies all day. Cookies all day. Unless it's a cookie brownie situation. Cookies all day. Like I don't come across brownies that much, but cookies are all around me. They out here. They all around me, man. I can't I can't stop. So cookies all day for me. Hell yeah, easy work. Brownies, you got the, you know what I'm saying? That's a little rare treat, but cookies just, they be calling me every goddamn day. They out here. A soft cookie. They, brownies don't really be at the front of the cast register now. Now they got cookies right there at the cast register looking at you like, yeah, 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 you buying this bleach and you buying this Lysol. She you knew you want some goddamn soft cookies in your life. Get these soft cookies Tony Baker and now ain't no, ain't no brownie place open in the middle of the night like insomnia cookies be open that's what they they, they banking on this insomnia cookies means you ain't sleep and we open and we know you think about cookies on the late night so we right here come get this and we keep them warm man we keep them in the little warmer when you order it so it's guaranteed soft like come on cookies cookies are out here they more aggressive brownies ain't doing that Ain't no brownie shops. Ain't no, ain't no brownie shop. Yo, I'm going to the brownie shop. You ain't never said that unless it's like edible brownies. But then, but that's neither end nor there. They not really focused on the brownie itself. They are just trying to get you to edible it up. But cookies though, soft, falling off the bone, and some boneless chocolate chip cookies. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Uh, wait, hold on, Jay Edwards. Jay Edwards, would you rather have free rent, gas, or food forever? Would I rather have free rent, gas, or food forever? I'm going rent. Give me that free rent. Yes, I'll take the rent. Give me that free rent because because I'm going to be changing my diet. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be changing my diet. Sometimes I don't even feel like going anywhere. Sometimes I don't even feel like driving around the city. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'll be like, man, I ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So the gas is off the table. But that free rent, I'ma always need that free rent. I'ma always need that. That's an easy answer. You know what I'm saying? Some some days I'm like, yo, I'm just, I'm just drinking, I'm just drinking juices this week. Whatever challenges I'm doing as far as like food, whatever diet I'm on, I'm going to be in the house. And I need that rent to be free. So, yes, without a doubt, easy work. Give me that free rent, girl. Give me that free rent. Uh, Candy Cammy 215 asks, your ashes and drinks or food? Either way, the people get to taste you. I want people to drink me. Throw me in your drink, throw me in your juice, throw me in your smoothie. I want you to take a sweet look, just like this here, man. Tony Baker, man, he was a good dude. because I feel like if you put me in the food, I feel like if you put me in the food, you're going to be thinking about me too much. You're going to be looking at it because, because a lot of times it's harder for people to get through certain foods rather than the drink. Cause the drink, you just, you knock it back real quick. Even if it's terrible, you can knock it back. Like you can be like, Oh, food though. You got to chew. and Then, you got to feel the texture. It'd be in there and then you'd be like, man, this is Tony. I don't want you, I don't want you going through that, man. Smoothie, smoothie it up, man. Throw me in that smoothie. Put, put me in that smoothie, man. Sprinkle me on that. Sprinkle me on that. All right? Easy work. Brandon uh, Brandon Mondo asked, Chicago Bulls or R. Kelly? What? Chicago Bulls. What kind of question is that? They don't even. Jay Thomas asks, dating a girl, dating a beautiful girl with horrible breath or a beautiful girl, but the sex is permanently terrible. Oh. Permanently terrible sex versus bad breath. I hate bad breath. Bad breath is just. Here's the thing, like if your breath is horrible though, like it's really bad, that affects my sexual attraction. But then, if the sex is garbage, that also affects my sexual attraction. But at least, I can, I can, I can be with you, go out on dates with you, and stuff like that. Hold your hand, kiss you every now and then. But if your breath is terrible, who peeking in there? Oh, Brennan. But if it's terrible, it's just like, ah, oh, this is tough. Because bad breath really grosses me out. Bad sex doesn't gross me out. It's just bad. It's just whack. Ah, this is tough. This is tough, man. I'm in a pickle. I can't deal with that bad breath. Cause then that's all I'm gonna be thinking about. And then pretty soon, like if I like you enough, you know we we can still be a couple, and you just you just trash in bed. And then I always got the option to just handle it myself. You know, go in the bathroom, and but that bad breath, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. Give me give me the bad sex. I can't do the breath, man. Cause then you know what I'm saying? We hanging out. I'm gonna be smelling it all the time. I ain't gonna smell the bad sex. you gonna be talking to me close. Like, hey, hey, look. Hey. Nah, I can't, I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't overlook it. Can't bypass it, man. That's all I'm gonna be thinking about. So Yeah, I'm going with the... I'm going... Give me the trash sex. Give me that. Uh, We got this or that up in here. This or that. Nintendo or Sega. 80s tone edition. (laughs) Nintendo or Sega. This is up a Mirrors Alley right here. Nintendo or Sega. For me, personally... I've always been more partial to Sega. Like, it was something about Sega. When Nintendo first came out, of course I had a Nintendo. It was playing it heavy. It ruined my life. It ruined my life because it just, you know, I failed seventh grade on the back of Nintendo. You know, um, but the Sega Genesis, it was something about the games that they had. It was something about the way the system looked. It was something about Golden Axe and Altered Beast and... I just always preferred Sega as a as a company for some reason. Like you know, Sonic just looked cooler to me than Mario and like uh so I've always been a Sega guy. Even though I respect and love Nintendo as well, it was just it was just, and, I, and I like underdogs. You know, Sega has always been the underdog in these video game console streets and I like that. Like, you know, I remember when, they, when Strider came out for the Sega Genesis and like the graphics on that was just like, you know, because because Sega came out and up the graphics and it was just like, yo, man, these graphics are crazy. At that time, 16 bit graphics, we, we was all in. And then the Dreamcast, me and Namir were just talking about the Dreamcast. Great system. They just didn't have the sales and the backbone to, to keep it going. Like Soul Calibur and like the Sonic they put out for that and Power Stone. I was just like, yo, these are fire. Mm-hmm. But Shenmue, they just didn't have
1: enough. Shinmu. Uh oh, Shinmu. I was working a real job in that game. <laughs> that changed the whole world of like RPG games. Man. And I worked all- a real job at the docks. That driving, game is
0: too deep for me to, driving to drive in the down. forklift. So I'm, I'm going Sega. What you going?
1: I'm picking Sega too. Yeah, for sure. Sonic is. I grew up on both, but mm. Sonic has a very, very, very special place in my heart. Always. Yeah. Just I was more of a Mario guy growing up. My brother's more Sonic, mm. but we. I have played almost every Sonic game to ever exist. Yeah. And I know the soundtracks. It's just more. Like, I, a feeling when I play those games, like, I was like, ah, oh, man. Like, how people feel about Nintendo stuff, that's how I am when I play Sonic. Like, yeah. I'm in there. I feel it. I love the games. He's much more of a marketable character. He just seems more cool. Right. More, like, relatable kind of, like. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah. Because it, there's something about mind. Mario, yeah. even,
0: though, even though the Super Mario Brothers did crazy at the box office. But <laughs> Sonic, it was like, Mario was too much of a real person that wasn't a real person. Like, you know, a guy in overalls and a yeah. and a hat. He's a plumber. Yeah. Like that doesn't always translate into something you want around. But Sonic though, Sonic just looks visually dope. Yeah. Like he's a hedgehog with sneakers on, with the spiky hair. It was just a dope visual. Yeah. Mario, even though we love Mario, it's just come on, he got overalls on, some work boots. Yeah, probably got his character this doesn't him. translate yeah, to, the, to like, everywhere
1: else with a thick mustache it was just like alright you know he wasn't cool looking no not at all Sonic is Sonic is forever all yeah. the kids are forever gonna love Sonic I see somebody saying that in the chat yeah my brother had a Sonic face for sure drawn Sonic yeah he ran like Sonic like it was crazy <laughs> my like, son used to run like Sonic bro it's a thing like I don't know why that is like <laughs> it's just influential.
0: Sincere like, used to run like Sonic man I was like yo yeah, why you doing this <laughs> but yeah so I'm going Sega uh, Andrea Strong asks 80s hip hop or 90s R&B 90s R&B that's easy 90s R&B I don't really I don't really come back to 80s hip hop like that But I'm always up in the 90s R&B mix. Um, 90s R&B, that's an easy answer for me. Like even the cadence of rap. The cadence of rap, like when you go to the 80s, most of it doesn't hold up. Like I was watching Crush Groove last night and listening to like Run DMC and those cats and Curtis Blow. And they're legends in the game. But I don't really go back to their albums and just rotate. I come back to 90s R&B a lot. Like I'm I'm you know I listen to TLC Crazy Sexy Cool. I listen to What's the 411 by Mary J Blige. I'm listening to the Groove Theory album. I'm listening to Maxwell. I'm listening to the Love Jones soundtrack, the Way Next Hell soundtrack. It's it's not even close. It's not even close. Outside of like Rakim and Big Daddy Kane and Slick Rick, L- LL Cool J, Slick Rick, Big Daddy Kane uh and Rakim and probably like NWA that's what kind of like gets me out of that 80s rhythm even even like Public Enemy I'll do but like it's rare that I'll I'll just dwell in that pocket of, of 80s rap like I listen to Rakim I listen to Big Daddy Kane I listen to Slick Rick I listen to Slick Rick a lot like that Slick Rick because uh, the, these guys were ahead of their time lyrically, like, and how they and how they rapped and how they brought it to, to us. They hold up, like, Hey, Young World, uh, Children's Story, Mona Lisa. These songs, like, hold up. Like, I come back to Slick Rick, I come back to Rakim thinking of a master plan. L- like, it's just. That's why that's why those MCs are highly regarded. Like LL LL Cool J's longevity is crazy, but outside of that, nah, man. But that nineties R and B, still Jodeci, Boys to Men, Mary J Blige, TLC, Jade, Brownstone. You know what I'm saying? I can go on and on. Seven o two, Tony Tony Tony. I was listening to Tony Tony Tony. Yesterday, while I was cleaning up Brandy I was all in on Feels Good Goddamn Anniversary 90s R&B is killing oh John A oh man don't get me started on that album that's one of my favorite albums Pronounced John A man fire and I still rotate that music regularly so easily 90s R&B easily um Oh, wait, somebody had a good one. Hold on a second. So Nick with the birthmark, this or that. A runny nose for five days out of the week or diarrhea one day out of the week. See, these are the hard-hitting questions. A runny nose for five days a week or diarrhea one day a week. Give me the diarrhea one day a week. I can't be out here snotty nose Monday through Friday. I can't be out here nose running like Sonic the Hedgehog for five days? A work week? Nah, man. Give me that raw booty hole for one day a week. Give me that Wednesday. I know my booty hole going to be in shambles. Let's do it. I can live with that. Like, Tony, what you doing? Oh, is it Wednesday? Nah, I'm a booty hole. I'll be back Thursday. Give me the diarrhea one day a week. I'll take that, you know what I'm talking about because man a runny nose I'm just I'm just snot nose for the majority of the week mm nope I'm not doing that I'm not living that life because people gonna see my snotty nose they're gonna be like man Tony always wiping his nose man look at him. And I'm always talking and I'm, I'm doing podcasts I'm on stage I'm gonna, and so and then on top of that' nobody want to hear that all the time. Well, if I got diarrhea one day a week, man, you won't even know what's going on with me. You don't even know my booty holes is in shambles. You won't even know. What's on here? Oh, he in the bathroom. Oh, it's Wednesday. And I'm going to just be like, ugh, tired of this bathroom, man. But So, yes, give me that diarrhea. Pause. Give me the diarrhea. I don't want diarrhea, but just give me the diarrhea in this situation. Uh, Jamal B, and this is the last one. Jamal B, comedy special at Madison Square Garden or top bill on a blockbuster movie? Top bill on a blockbuster movie. Tony Baker in, and this made over $100 million? Give me that top billing, because that top billing can lead to the Madison Square Garden gig. So give me the top billing on a blockbuster movie easily easily man cuz if i if i if i'm the main guy let's say i let's say i do a blockbuster movie that's on the level of Beverly Hills Cop and it's me Tony Baker as this and that movie is a smash Madison Square Garden is going to be sold out eventually on the strength of that so for sure for sure give me the top bill on that blockbuster For sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. One more question. I know I said one more before, but I'm going to answer this. E. Short Sacks, would you rather meet in their prime Prince or Michael Jordan? Prince. I feel like Michael Jordan ain't going to give me a lot. I heard he was a jerk. I heard he was mean. I'm not about to get my feelings hurt for Michael Jordan. I'm not going to set myself up for that. I feel like Prince is going to be like, Tony, huh? We're going back to my place to, you know, play basketball, eat pancakes and listen to some live music. You want to get in on that? Yes. Prince is going to be a good time. Like every story you hear about Prince, it's always him inviting people back to his crib for good times and live music. That's like 80% of the Prince stories I hear. Just like, what y'all got going? Come to my place. We're doing this, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, yes. Come on, man. Prince rolling up. I like your comedy, Tony Baker. We're going to my place. Live music, tacos. We're going to be watching box, uh, boxing highlights. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. So Prince, easy. Michael Jordan just gonna be like, oh yeah, you like me? Of course you like me, man. I'm the best. And then he's gonna walk off and I'm gonna just be standing there with Jordan's on. Nah, I man, look out, man. I'm getting the full experience with Prince. He gonna be it's gonna be some cool people with him. It's gonna be some good-looking women with him. and I'm gonna just be in there just standing around marveling. He's gonna invite me to the crib. That's the experience. That's the experience you you you're gonna miss out on. Jordan ain't inviting you to the crib. Jordan can't play live music, and if you can't play basketball, what the fuck you gonna do with Jordan? What y'all gonna do together? He gonna be listening to that. Remember when he got that Kenny Lattimore early, and he was on the on the uh, on the bus listening to Kenny Lattimore like it was bopping. I was like, man, it's R and B. Why are you moving like this? That's the, the song you are listening to ain't even that up tempo right now, man. I know how Kenny Lattimore get down. You just, you just wanted the other people on the bus to feel bad. Now, Prince, he going to give you that live music. Everybody listening in on what Prince is cooking up. He's a musician. We can come get a live show at his crib. Prince. All day, man. Ain't he making pancakes? Easy work. All right, y'all, man. That's verbal cardio, man. We ranked the Spider-Man movies. We had this or that, man. We had a great time. Shout out to my patrons, saints, man. I appreciate y'all. I love the questions. Keep them coming. I uh, appreciate the support, the company. Uh, I love y'all, man. I love y'all a lot. Uh, y'all, y'all, y'all are the co-stars of the show. I mean, y'all, y'all not water, but y'all right underneath water. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. You feel me? Um, Anyway, spread the word about verbal cardio, man. Get the word out, man. I want this show to pop. I want it to hit. You know what I'm saying? Spread the word. Uh, In the comment section below, I want you to rank the Spider-Man movies. I want you to do that on the review, but you can do it here too if you don't want to see the review. Give me your ranking of the Spider-Man movies. Every question I answered, I want to see your answer in the comment section. That's what I want from you. I want to know if you're going to take the diarrhea or the five days and running nose. I want to know if you're going to take the rent. The gas or the free food? I want to know if it's going to be Prince or MJ for you. Let me know all answers in the comment section below, man. And uh, thank you for tuning in to another session of That Verbal Card.